Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? I'm doing good, Jason. Happy uh, August to you, first of the month. Reports are done. We're, we're well into mid-August. Uh, we're clear, and uh, I'm ready to take a break from hard work in Google Ads, and... Um, Let's, let's, let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about business. Let's talk about uh, what it's like to live as a Google Ads manager and just be successful and great at everything. You're my guest for that, Jason, because you are the pinnacle. Yeah, I was going to say you're looking at it. Yeah, I knew Chris? it. I knew it. I, I could feel it. Chris, you been drinking? No. No, I'm here. You sure? Just water. Are you okay? I'm good. Do I? Am I off? You sleep okay last night? We need to do this again. Is it a bad intro? No, we're all set. It's just a little weird. You're talking about the first of the month reports are done. It's day 12. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I assume... You're telling me, welcome to August. We're a third into August. Jason, we are at the pinnacle. Like I said, we, mean, meaning you, are at the pinnacle of everything. Mm-hmm. There's people out there, like we were years ago, that are just finishing monthly reports, Jason. So, Chris, I'm going to ask you one more time, and I just want you to be honest. <laughs> and if you tell me you're being honest, I'll take it as honesty, and I won't ask you again. Okay. No. You've been drinking? <laughs> no. No. Okay. I'll take that as a, a honest answer, because I told you I would. Um, when's the last time you had a drink? Oh, gosh. Uh, two weeks? I don't know. I don't, I don't see how that's relevant. I don't. I don't really like to drink. <laughs> I'm just messing. With you. Really, two weeks? I'm surprised. Honestly, if I had to guess, I would have guessed like, um, I don't know, maybe two nights ago or something. No, no, no drink. No alcohol and stuff. They, you know, it makes it makes me tired. You do drink alone though, don't you? Oh yeah, sure. A drink in a in a book. Are you kidding me? There's like nothing better than just like, you know, a, you know, some whiskey or a mixed drink or a beer or something in a in a book. I read a by myself. Oh yeah. I read a piece in the New York Times today about a woman who's trying to get off Diet Coke after 40 years. Oh my gosh. And uh <gasps> good luck. <laughs> saw a lot of my, myself in that article. Yeah. <laughs> but not that I'm trying to get off. That was her big problem. I was like, "Why are you trying to get off?" Of it? Yeah. But, well, what's wrong with it? What's your problem? Yeah. So, Chris, we start off the show with news. Uh, the news is so big. It's so such an important thing, the new strike system, that we're going to take another week to review that, mm. put our thoughts together, and yeah. then next week we're going to be talking about that. We have some articles already linked up and some support documents. Uh, so next week we'll be uh, back with our new segment about the new Google Ads strike system. And it's probably safe to say it's like baseball, three strikes are out. Um, but, uh, we'll get into that next week today. We're talking about the five most common questions we get from new clients. And next week we'll be talking about the five most common questions we get from existing clients, long-term clients. But this week, the five most common questions we get from new clients, we just thought it'd be an interesting topic because Chris and I do a lot of new client sales calls and that kind of thing and talk to people who want to hire us for Google ads. And um, wow, do we hear a lot of the same questions, the same yeah. themes Everybody has over the same, and over. So same kind of fears. Everybody has the same, same kind fears, of same problems, same yeah. goals. Yeah. And uh, we kind of came at it separately. We, we went away for a week. We didn't talk to each other. 
and we came up with our five most common questions we get from new clients, and then we wanted to compare uh, them with each other and see if the other person gets the same questions. And there were one or two different ones, but primarily it was the same kind of uh, same kind of thing. So we grouped them into themes, and that's what we'll be uh, getting into today. So thanks for being here, everybody, and uh, we'll take it away right after this message from Chris. I want to remind you guys about Optio optio.com slash PSP2. They are a firm supporter of this show because they realize the importance of getting it right in Google Ads. They are our recommended tool for those of you that are so invested in Google Ads. You know it works. It's important to you that you'll listen to two guys on the internet, talk about it. You want to learn, so you want to get it right. It's really important to you. This is the tool to get it done. Optio.com slash PSP2 is a, a specifically a Google Ads management tool for people that are learning Google Ads, people that are experts in Google Ads, and longtime veterans like Jason and I. We find value in it. I know that you are. It helps you manage campaigns, whether it's one campaign or uh, you know, 50 clients that you're working with, it can get it done for you. OPTEO.com slash PSP2. Okay, thanks, Chris. And um, I just want to shout out our Patreon. We do an after show every single week. Um, we kind of continue on the themes we talked about on that day's episode and then get into a little uh, personal life stuff as well, business life stuff. Uh, that after show, it's two or four bucks a month, depending if you want video, it's every single week. And then also, Chris has an awesome super patron tier that's also on the PSP Patreon right now. And one of the benefits of that tier is a monthly live kind of meetup call with Chris and other super patrons. A lot of knowledge gets shared in there. I know you guys did that yeah. last night, so I just wanted to shout that out. And anybody that's interested, check out our website, paidsearchpodcast.com, and then click over to Patreon. So, Chris, the five most common questions we get from new clients. Let me just set the stage. You know, uh -huh. someone finds you online. They're like, wow, this is a good looking guy. Mm -hmm, they go, mm -hmm. you know what? I also need some Google ads help. And so then they also engage you for <laughs> so, that. So wait, no. <laughs> I like the order. You're, you're overthinking things. You're <laughs> overthinking things. You're overthinking things. <laughs> so at first I'm looking I'm for so good looking we, guys. Chris, we gotta, if you guys want us back on YouTube, send in a comment on the YouTube channel, send in a, a video back on YouTube, send in a, a message to the show on the website, because <laughs> I, I just can't stop looking at your microphone, Chris. It is such a professional setup. It is nice. It's so it just looks great. So just had to call that out. But yeah, people, you know, they see you're good looking and then they ask themselves, do I need Google Ads help? And then the ones that do, they, they engage you. So let's just set the stage here. Someone schedules a call with you. You know, they're going to be asking about Google Ads help. What goes through your mind uh, before we get into their questions? What are some things you look, you're thinking about with potential clients? Um, I'm just curious, like, how do you, how do you get yourself ready for those calls? Um, do, do you look at their website? Do you kind of wonder if they've been running on Google ads for a long time? Are you more in a listening mode? Do you remind mm. yourself to be in a listening mode as I do when I start this show? I'm like, okay, this is an equal podcast, 50, yeah. 50. That's what people tell me. <laughs> get into a listening mode. I'll listen now. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess, I mean, the, the first thing that I, that I always want to know is, um, I know that I'm good at Google ads, but do they have something that can sell? 
Do they have a winning proposition that can be advertised? That's probably the number one question I have and I ask myself. If someone says, hey, we're, you know, we're selling shampoo to uh, people that uh, are raising wild rabbits, I'm like, oh, you know, that's a tough one. I don't know that there's a lot of search out there. You know, first you need to have people that are willing mm-hmm. to buy it. So that's usually the first question I have is, is, is it a marketing company? And then, you know, I listen from there. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a little bit on edge initially uh, before I research a business that I'm going to be talking to because I'm the same way. I I want to know that it's a real business with uh, something good to offer that people are searching for, kind of first threshold to cross, and then I'm looking for you know um, I'm hoping to talk to people that are based in reality. <laughs> I I, it, I get very yeah. concerned when I talk to people and say, okay, we want a hundred leads a month. We want to spend two hundred fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It's just it's yep. tough when you get in a situation like that. I think the bread and butter, the the perfect kind of call is, hey, we know Google Ads works. There you go. We've been doing it for a while. Yep. But we, it's got to work better than it's currently doing it. That's it. Right now, we need some help, and yep. that that's your best kind of uh, call. So, just wanted to kind of pick your brain on that. But Chris, uh, we've broken it down into pre-launch questions and then post-launch. So we're going to start off with the most common questions we get from clients, from new new clients. Mm-hmm before we launch the Google ads campaign, before we go into that Google ads account and we click on that button from the from the little pause symbol to the little oh, yeah. green circle symbol. The ter- that's called the turn and the on. the party starts. In, in the industry, we call that the turn on. <laughs> I guess we do. So Chris, uh, what's, the, what's the first question you get about pre-launch? Hold on, hold on. Oh. Also, you know, people just got to get you back on camera right now. I just saw your forearm where it meets oh your your upper arm, Jason, the bicep. Some on. people call that the elbow. <laughs> and all I know is I saw a very thin, defined, muscular forearm. What? Hardly any extra meat on that forearm. And then a clearly defined ball of bicep muscle right there. Are you in good shape right now? You've been working out hard, eating clean? I, I work so. out. You're looking good. I work out. I know you work out, day. but sometimes sometimes you come in here looking like the Pillsbury Dough. We were so like, CrossFit. I do CrossFit. It's like you do, but you also eat like ten bowls yeah. of goldfish a night, so it kind of equals out. But you're not looking like that right now. You're looking like a very well, th- fit uh, you. young man. Thank Everything you. good? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. This is we're we were so close to starting. I was so excited to get to the first question, and you immediately railroaded it. <laughs> so no, here we. So I got to go straight to the question. Go for it. They ask, what should my cost per click be? That's, that is, as we were talking about. the number one question you get? No, these these are not in order. These are just the most common. So, pre-launch question, most common. And and this, this comes from a concern of someone who feels that they're, they're concerned about spending too much. This comes from a concern of people who are like, they're hung up on the idea of paying for one person to come to their site. They're worried about, you know, I can't see bringing someone to my site for five bucks, 15 bucks, 35 bucks, you know, like that, that idea is just crazy to them. So they're slowly going to be working through this in their head. Like, you know, can you, can you get me traffic for less than that? Such, such the wrong way to think, such the wrong way to think. And what that, what that tells me is that, yes, they are worried about their costs. They're worried about their performance. But it's thinking about things the wrong way. I'm cost per click agnostic. Mm. I don't care if my cost per click is 25 cents. I don't care if it's $1,000. What I care about is my cost per lead. 
cost per lead and my goals, cost per conversion, whatever you want to call it. And that should be the focus of a Google Ads account and campaign. And if you're doing that correctly, if you're tracking leads correctly, tracking sales correctly, making yeah. sure you're profitable, that's what drives the decision. And it's almost like you don't even think about cost per click because it's just a tool that you use. Yeah. It's like kind of like a steering wheel like or, or a gas pedal. You, you know, you're just... You, it, it helps you achieve another goal. And what I hear when someone goes, what should my cost per click be? I hear people concerned that every time someone clicks on their ad and most of the time in their experience, it's not turning into anything. Hmm. They're like, oh, I just paid Google another five bucks. Oh, I can't believe I just paid another $17. And they're worried about that because they're not having success on the end of the line there with cost per lead and actually turning people into customers. So the way I answer that, what should my cost per click be? I, in a you know, easier way, I kind of explain. Well, it's gonna, it's an auction system, so we're trying to get it as low as possible. But that the keyword there is as possible. We're competing with other people that offer what you offer. They're willing to bid a certain amount, so we have to be in that ballpark. That said, let me explain to you why we use cost per click as a tool to focus on the most important thing, cost per lead, the leads you generate. And I kind of explain that process. And usually that's an eye opener because a lot of times people don't have all their tracking in place. They don't know how to think about conversions mm -hmm. and conversion goals. And they go, oh, okay, that, you know, that makes sense because it is business sense. We're focusing on actually getting business for them. So I, for me, I tell them we want it as low as possible, but the reason we want it as low as possible is because it plays into the the cost per lead situation. How do you answer the question? What should my cost per lead be? Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. The, the The answer is exactly like what you said. I I really downplay the concern about cost per click because I think I think you said it well. When you when you start a trip to get somewhere, you're not constantly looking at your uh, mileage thinking about how much gas that was. You already know in order to get to a destination, you're going to consume a certain amount of gas. So more it has to do with your budget, monthly the budget. budget. Yeah. You know, how much of the budget yeah. am I eating up and how effective am I am? Am I with that time? So, I mean, that's, that's really where I go with the answer. And um, it's, it's an indication that someone's concerned about value. Right. If they start spending a whole bunch of money, are they going to get the value? And that, that leads to the next question, which is, you know, how much do I need to spend in order to get the value that I want? You know, it always leads to that next question. What should my budget be? For me, this is the number one question I get. Like I get this one the most common. Uh, what should my budget be? How do you answer that, Chris? When someone straight up says, Chris, what should my budget be? I mean, this is, I get accused of being too No, honest. no, no. I mean, I mean, you sound like a crazy person. If a client, if a new client on a sales <laughs> call asks you, what should my budget be? And you go, uh, you know, to be honest, I get, you sound like a crazy person. Okay, answer you. my question. I answer it straight up. Okay, got it. Um, and Chris, oh. what should our budget be? Okay, here we go. You interrupt new clients on your phone? <laughs> Do you blame it on a bad connection or are you just a rude person? Don't I'm interrupt. Just, okay. So, Chris, all that sounds good. I'm wondering, what should our budget be? The budget should be whatever you could risk losing in the first month and not ruin your business, assuming we got nothing out of it. Oh, How, how's that? You sell, you sell it so hard. You sell <laughs> the Google ads so good. You're just like, and people, this connects with a lot of people I've seen in the comments. They're like, 
I really like Chris's method about just <laughs> gathering data and you could get horrible results and it's still worth I it. I can't and, promise anything. So yeah, you really you really lowball them there. Worst cases set expectations low. Worst cases we get absolutely no leads. You get nothing more than just clicks and metrics on a screen, no phone calls. Like that can happen. It it really it really doesn't happen, but that's the case. I'd never want someone to spend fifty thousand dollars if their business can't afford it and get nothing out of it because there's no guarantee that you will. And so what's the response to that answer? They're they're not happy with that answer. <laughs> they never like that answer. <laughs> but the truth is I can't answer that. I should say whatever you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable I mean, with imagine being an entrepreneur, imagine starting a business in the world, taking a risk. It's generally because you're a hopeful, positive person. Mm. And then you get on here with this uh, this little internet nerd. And you're like, all right, so what, what should we start off with? Let's kick this thing off. We're ready to go. I got ready people go. ready. Yeah, we're we got to grow, grow this business. And you're like, well, just assume to get nothing. And what can you lose? <laughs> what can you lose? I mean, Chris, at least at least Vegas offers you like a buffet in a hotel room. No, nope. like, what are you offering to no. lose everything? I just just a, no, a fancy report. You get a fancy report and a risk assessment. Well, does anybody does anybody does anybody like push you for a number still? Like, are they like, oh All sure? Right, no, I understand that, Chris, and and I get that. But what do you like? And you know, we could risk a lot of money, and and I get what you're saying, but. Do I start with a hundred bucks or do I start with five thousand? Yeah. Like, I need a little more guidance. What do you do if they push you on that? Well, assuming we just had the cost per click discussion, then it's a mathematical equation. You know, if it, if if I'm assuming we're going to spend a dollar a click and you want to spend a mm. thousand a month, that means we're going to get about thirty clicks. So um, you kind of lead them to the discussion of like, okay, what are your goals? What do you want right. to get? How many? Right. How many leads? How how much business do you want to do? I get you. Yeah. I, I, what I tend to do is I, cause I work with a lot of the same kind of businesses, like local businesses, service companies. And what I tend to tell them is like, Hey, I don't need any money. Like I'm not trying to push your budget up or anything right. like that. That's a big the, deal. The, the smallest amount I need to start with to actually get some traction, get you some data, um, have you kind of be able to show you that this is going to make a difference for your business is usually about 500 bucks. I tell them, I don't like to go lower than that. Things mm. just don't make sense having a manager and all that for yeah. under 500 a month. I tell them ideally the minimum would be a thousand, but if you want to go under that and do 500, we can most clients start anywhere between one and 5,000 a month and just, you know, go with a number in there and uh, go with something you're comfortable with. And if we do it for a thousand, I, I do kind of give them that example. Like, Hey, this is our expected cost per click. We expect this many clicks, maybe throw in a conservative, but doable, 10% conversion rate. And this is how many leads you could get for that. How does that sound for you? And I, the, the biggest thing I always emphasize to people is that it doesn't matter because we can change our budget anytime. Like yeah. yep. if you want to start with the $3,000 a month budget and you're not feeling comfortable after a couple of weeks, we can lower it down. If you want to start conservative a thousand a month and you like the first couple of weeks, we can raise it up. So yeah. it's, it's not such a big deal. Uh, once you understand how easy it is to change. So Chris, another like very common, and that's the point of the show, the five most common questions we get. This is seriously a common question. We're talking about Google ads. Someone calls me for Google ads. So many times they ask, please look at, they, they go, but will you also be looking at my website? Sure. Yep. And they come at it with like almost an abused person mindset. Like they feel sorry about their website and they're like, 
I know it's horrible. Please tell me how to fix it. And I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. And a lot of times their website's They're already fine. Apologizing so what is, what is that it. fear yeah, coming from? It's, it's, um, do you get that as well? It, yeah. It's, it's, it's like an insecurity that they are not, you know, that suddenly because they're going to be paying for traffic and they're paying someone to manage their campaign, that they should have some type of top tier, amazing website, you know, or they're just going to have total failure. And that is totally disconnected because I know you could give me examples uh, as well as I could about campaigns that you've had were websites that did not look good, but did great. You do not have to have a massively just amazing website with all these details and flashy buttons and, you know, landing pages and, you know, it's all broken down with, you know, huge micro sites and stuff. You don't need it, you know, and it's certainly if you're just getting started, this all has to do with the risk assessment. Um, you know, don't spend $50,000 if you're insecure about your website and you don't feel that you can lose that money. If those th two things are happening pre-launch, then lower to a, a a lower risk factor, you know. Then only spend five thousand instead of fifty. Immediately, you you've removed your uh, amount of risk there, and you can scale it according accordingly once you find a good place that uh, you find your website in. Do you? What yeah, do you there's like, well, there's a weird uh, like connection between people's minds. Maybe it's not weird, but when they decide to run on Google Ads or they want to get serious about their Google Ads and, and call a professional. Um, like us, it's almost like it cues something in their brain that goes, oh, now we need to get serious about our website. And they tie the two together. And yeah. I get why they're tied together because you sure. take traffic to that website. But if you think about it logically, mm. we're sending them traffic to their website from Google searches. The entire time their website's been up, whether they're running on Google Ads or not, they've also been trying to send traffic to their website from Google searches, organic Google searches. So what, why should now be the time where you get serious about your website? It should happen as soon as you turn on your business. Right. Because you're going to get that yeah, traffic from good, Google, hopefully, yeah. for organically. So it shouldn't be anything new. And most of the time, that is what happens. People are serious about their website when they put a website up for their business. And a lot of the times, that seriousness plays out in good information on their website that is has their customers in mind and giving their customers information on how to contact them, what they offer. And I would say probably six and a half to seven out of times out of 10, their websites are fine. And I, I have nothing, no feedback. And I'm like, yeah, you know, honestly, it looks great. I mean, we can talk about a bigger phone number. We can talk about maybe some kind of local language on your website, let people know they're in the right place. But mm -hmm. honestly, you're doing great. Like there's nothing to add. Maybe 30% of the time things can be improved. Maybe there's website speed issues, but I would say I get this question almost every time I have a new Google ads client and 70% of the time there's nothing to be worried about with their website. I think people just get nervous about, Hey, we're spending money. It feels more serious mm, now and therefore I need to improve my website. But you know, we've, we've talked about what makes a good website for PPC, um, but I know there's another question you get, Chris, about that's related to websites when people are getting serious about Google Ads. Yeah, and I mean, we've really drawn a line on this this one, you know, about landing pages. People ask yeah. about landing pages. You tired about, you're tired of talking about it? It's, I, I can't be. 
because I'm I'm never going to not have to talk about it, right? I I can't wow, okay. just I can't wow. just blow it off because I have clients that absolutely need landing pages. Um, they have sites that they cannot place. Need them because that's what makes Google Ads work for their uh, industry, no, or no. need them because their websites are not good. Right. They they need it because their websites are unable to track properly. We're not able to track conversions okay. properly. Um, maybe they're using a um. You know, maybe they're a franchisee and uh, they're trying to get leads, you know, and, and the site that the uh, the franchisor provides is not going to work for them. So they need a secondary page to be able to drive traffic to that and get phone calls. You know, who knows? But there's reasons why it works. But the thing that people think is, as they always do, there's a shortcut. You know, this is something I can do to beat everybody else out. Oh, if I make a really good landing page, it'll just get tons of phone calls. There's also a, a laziness that some of those people bring to the table. Like it, it you, you, I think you said cheat code or something like that. They, they, sometimes you get these landing page people that never want to work again. And they're like, oh, if I can set up this squeeze system yep. or whatever, yep. Yep. Uh, they're going to go to one page and then another page, then they're going to get hit with an email, then a second email, and then all of a sudden... They're just going to be like, you know what? I should just send money to this person's bank account for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, doesn't work like yeah. that. Uh, the person that told you that's how it works, that they're, you're the one sending money to their yeah. bank account through <laughs> they, some kind of affiliate thing. <laughs> you're being played. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's like a weird laziness associated with it. Um, you're, you're a little more generous than I thought you'd be, Chris. With the landing page, I'd say like 10 times, almost 10 times out of 10, I'm just saying, no, you don't need it. Um, and, and I'd go as far as, Hey, we can't get perfect tracking on the site. If it's a good site with good information, I don't care. Yeah. We'll focus on our search terms. We'll focus on our cost per click. We'll focus on the leads we are able to track. Let's not screw around for a month with bad landing pages that you're going to send me. Let's just start running ads to the business website and let's go. Sometimes those big corporate companies, they they get so complex and their 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 service pages and their product pages are so obscure and, and grandiose in the way that they discuss what they do that they literally don't even get down to actually saying the price and what it is and, and even a picture of the product or, or, or naming the service itself. It just says, we will make your dreams come true. Click here to buy. You know, I can't use that. I page. see. I see. Like a very corporate template. Yes. Generic. Yeah. Sometimes you just. And in those cases, you're like, hey, let's do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I will say that there are times because I have plenty of clients that do use landing pages. But for those of you that have a moderately decent website with service pages, with local information or product information, pricing, a checkout, you know, or a phone call or a form, you know what? That's where I'm going to want to go. That's usually the best way. Okay, Chris. So pre-launch, I mean, they're very uh, fundamental questions, simple questions, but they're extremely important questions. Uh, it, it helps people when we discuss this with clients, it helps them kind of learn to think about Google ads and, and how we approach Google ads. What should my cost per click be? What should my budget be? And, and uh, what do I need to fix about my website and how to think about your website with Google ads? So those are the pre-launch most common questions we get. And uh, coming up here, we're going to be talking about the most common questions we get post-launch. Okay. So we have launched the campaign. We, you know, our, our clients are talking to us. We, we've, we've turned everything on. Jason, you start getting questions. You start getting those emails. Maybe even day one, you get an email from someone saying, 
one of the most common questions. Hey, 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 Jason. Um, I, I know it's I know it's been uh, three hours since you uh, did the turn on. Um, is it working? Chris, I'm I'm smiling here. I'm laughing because I saw you put that in there as one of the most common questions <laughs> you might get. Oh, I see. Um, oh no. And people <laughs> people love this show for its honesty. And I'm just going to be real with you, Chris. I'm so good at what I do. I'm so, oh. and I think about this often. Oh, nobody man. has more of a uh, kind of outlook, personality, whatever that's fit for marketing as well as business with accounting, and. Than me, and I, I never get that question, is it working? Because it always works. Oh, boy. So I never get that question. I'll play right. into this and say I do get a common question a few months in. People get that crack from me, from Google Ads, that uh, that kickoff. They're like, oh, wow, I this see. is amazing. Yep, yep. And then it wears off a little bit, and we still are getting amazing results like three months in. And they're like, hey, how come it's not like the first time? I do get that question a lot, like, uh, you know, why is it not working as well as the first month? And that's just a fake question because the new excitement wears off and we are getting the best results. It's just they, in their mind, forget how much of a change it was. And that's why it's influencing them. With all that said, no, I don't get that question, Chris. So oh. um, if you do get that question, I'm just being honest. I do not get that question. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, for once you're, you're going to try now, and to be, be honest fair, to and, be fair, just, to, to just butter you up, to be there. fair. <laughs> no, no, to be, Oh, Wait till you have to hear what I have to say about you on Patreon. Okay. Uh, in terms of your age and yeah, you've been playing it up uh, a lot. I really like literally yeah. tested. Um, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So is it is it working? Here's why you may get that question. I, now I hate when people get this misconstrued. Nobody does B two B better than me. I just do a lot of B two C as well. Oh, of course. Okay. Okay. And we all know you do it. You do a lot of B two B. Yeah. Uh-huh. You do B2C as well and you do it great, but you do a lot of B2B as well. Yeah. And in the B2B campaign, sometimes they're niche, sometimes they're hard to get going, sometimes mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. um they take a while to get going to figure out to crack the code. I can see that question coming up versus like a moving company like, okay, yeah, we showed your ads on keywords like moving companies near me. Is it working? Well, of course it's working. Yeah. That's why I don't get that question as much. I But B2B might take a little yeah. while. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I, I don't do a whole lot with, um, you know, home services and, and things like that. I, I, I do a lot of uh, complex campaigns and, and things that lead generation that have a long life cycle. You know, someone who comes to the site multiple times in order to purchase, you know, be business to business mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, and, uh, you, I mean, that you're right. That is typically where I get that question because it's not immediate. They don't immediately get phone calls and that's, uh, that can very often be the case. Hey buddy, little business thing. I, I set expectations. Sure. I, I tell people, you know, you set your expectations about the budget in the first month, like what that budget's used for and what could happen. Worst case scenario, even though it doesn't happen, but I get, I, I set expectations like, Hey, there is the ramp up period. There is a learning period. Like, don't think about this for 30 days. Like we have to, like we, there's nothing to discuss for 30 days. Like we're going to set up this campaign. We're going to get running here. Um, but the system has to do its thing. Google ads has to ramp up. And then also we have to ramp up based on the data we see. So maybe that's why yeah. I haven't gotten that question as much lately as I'm re. I mean, really, I've hammered that one home in terms of setting that expectation that like it is ridiculous yeah. to be thinking you're going to get results or your long-term results are going to be what you see during the first 30 days. Right. 
Right. Well, once once you're going, once it's running, this is something that people obviously want to know because they're going to start getting reports. They're going to start jumping into their Google ads, looking at their Google ads. They're going to get reports and they're going to want to know what, what is a conversion? You know, how, how are we tracking these things? Are you tracking um, how many times my phones ring? Uh, are you tracking how many times they, fo- they they ring, even if they're coming organically? You know, there's usually a lot of confusion about, you know, how do we track success? You know, what does that look like? So how do you go about explaining conversions and, you know, you know what's important to track and what isn't important to track? Well, I just, I break it down into three, the three, the three th- ways we can track things. Uh, lead forms on the website, phone calls on the website, phone calls from ad extensions on uh, where people click the ad extension or the call extension, excuse me. Um, and and then I break it down to them. That's, that's how you can track leads. Those are leads you get. Those are the ways you get leads. So how do we track them? I explain the options for tracking them. And then I do explain things like, hey, you're listing your email address on your website. So if someone sends you an email, yep. that's not going to be trackable. Yep. Um, and then a lot of times, you know, to this day, uh, there's a long way to go, I think, in terms of technology and making tracking easier mm. um, mm-hmm. with website mm-hmm. codes and all that. Because to this day, I still have tons of clients that aren't, once they hear about how you track leads, they're just not that interested in getting that done. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. And so then it's amazing that there's, there's some people that just run campaigns with no tracking and just can, can well, kind of measure the effect of the campaign without the numbers. If you think about how hard it is as a small business owner to get their website the way they want it to be, you do that. And then all of a sudden you happen to set up a website where people fill out a form and instead of going to a thank you page, a little thing you stay on that page and it says, thanks for submitting the form because you got sold on that by your web developer because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they said it's a better customer experience. Or I say, no, it's a better web developer yeah. experience because you're lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, so you get that set up, Chris, and then you're like, man, that's kind of hard to go back and change. Mm-hmm. So people are, and that's hard to track when uh, yeah. you do clicks on a button there. So um, I, and then website call tracking, you know, so I, if they want to track it, we track it. And if in, in the certain times they aren't able to track everything, I just tell them about the importance of search terms. I get them focused on that. I get them focused on like, hey, you know, think about the search terms we're showing up on. Think about your own business month to month. Think about the budget you're spending here. Don't you feel like I always tell them you should feel a difference when your Google Ads campaign is running or not. I don't care if you ever look at your conversion column or not. Yeah. You should feel a difference. Yeah. And I, I tell them, like, look, if you feel that difference, if you're confident in our search terms, I know when uh, you guys spend money on TV, you're not tracking things down right. to a T. That's I know a when point. you spend money on radio, you're not tracking. <laughs> yeah. So you can run and, and not track everything. It's okay. Um, I got to say, Chris, in the last few months, a lot of problems with conversion tracking. A lot of, lot of situations yeah, where, it happens. oh, conversions tracking is in place. But for whatever Zero. reason, uh, well, for whatever reason, like uh, some conversions aren't showing up yep. or some stuff's not showing up. And it's like, then it, then you're guiding your campaign so much by that cost per conversion, but it's not accurate. Uh, just this week, I did an audit and they were tracking on their call extension calls, which were half their conversions. 
15 seconds was their threshold. Oh, hello, goodbye. Not very good, right? Yeah. A lot of room for improvement there. So, yeah. um, you know, how do we track things? When you get that question, do, do you go through the th- three ways to track things? Are people generally, are they generally like receptive to that and they want to get it done? Or is it more like you're scratching an itch that they had for that 10 seconds and then they just go back to not thinking about it too much? Yeah, everybody wants it, but not everybody has the resources to get it done. That's usually the case. Um, and it usually okay. it usually stems from someone's uh, fear of websites and technology. If they don't understand, you know, the basics of conversion tracking, adding code, you know, how the whole system kind of works, cookies, things like that. If they're intimidated by a lot of that stuff, they will very often just say, you know what, I'm going to mark down the day we start and. I'm going to, you know, make a note of how many calls I get if that goes up and down. You know, sometimes that's all they want. So, you know, it's um it, it really depends on someone's uh, familiarity with that whole system and whether they have someone in, in in their agency or whether they have someone in their company or someone that they can freelance out the work out to 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 get it done. It, it can be very intimidating. Yeah, and I'm with you. That question, when it does come up post-launch, it often comes up when people start looking at their reports. Yeah, They like their cost per click. They oh, like yeah. their keywords, their ads, all that kind of stuff. But then they see that weird low conversion number, zero conversions. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, what's going on? What's this? And you're like, hey, why, why is this a tracking issue. Why does it say $2,000 cost per lead? You know, <laughs> like, well, that's not right. exactly accurate. You know, that looks really bad on paper. And it would make people want to find out things that they never thought about. How much do I pay to make my phone ring? And you hit it on the net. You hit it on the head, Jason, when you said, "We'll do how how many how much do you pay to get the phone to ring when you uh, run a TV ad or a radio ad or a newspaper ad right. or a billboard?" You don't know that. You have no idea what that is. So sometimes there's expectations just because the technology is there, and uh, they think, "Well, two hundred dollar cost per lead sounds really high." Well, what are you basing that okay, on? Okay, Chris, weird analogy, but like, you know, like um, you can click a button on your phone and then food can show up at your front door uh-huh. and you don't even have to talk to the person or see the person that brought you the food. If I think we can all agree, if, if you did that every single day for every meal, that's probably not healthy. Right. It's probably healthy to, even if you do that every now and then or a lot, it's still healthy to know how to go into the kitchen and cook something. And have some kind of cooking skills, information about food, nutrition, all that. Where I'm going is I see a mistake a lot of people make where all tracking is in place and you rely a little bit too heavily on the tracking and you don't think about common sense or business reality. Because Mm. my point is, like I was saying earlier, even when all the tracking is in place because of technical issues or whatever, oftentimes it all doesn't show up there in your conversion column. And there's nuances with different businesses and conversions mean different things and that kind of thing. And where I'm getting at is if you rely too heavily on the conversion column to justify Google ads or to make Google ads decisions, it, you definitely rely on it. But if you rely on it exclusively and you don't think offline, like, hey, what is this doing for my business? Did I have a pickup in business overall? And think about it in kind of the old school marketing sense, like, hey, I'm running a budget did business pick up? If it did, let's keep doing it. If you don't have that a little bit in your game, I think you're missing out. You're missing out on some like muscle building skills there 
just like you would if you never went in the kitchen and cooked anything. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. Well, we got one more thing to talk about. We're going to talk about <laughs> the, the one question that Jason and I always get where they think it's the absolute most genius idea, and they're the first one to think about it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little sarcastic because it's kind of funny. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to remind you to go to optio.com slash PSP2. That's the number two. That's PSP, the number two. Use the chat box in the bottom right-hand corner because you're going to get an eight-week free trial. I talk about this all the time. It's the absolute favorite tool of just about everybody I talk to that listens to the show. They say, Chris, we listen, we love the show. And, and, and Optio is so great. Thanks so much for, we use it all the time. You know, from, from agencies to people that are just running their own campaigns, just business owners to uh, freelancers and, and managers out there trying to, trying to get a leg up and, and start their own business. This is a great tool to have, very affordable. You're going to like it. Try it out at optio.com slash PSP2. Okay, Chris. So this question, you teased it. Why don't you go ahead and, yeah. and tell us what this question is? I, I I get this a lot. And sometimes people think, you know, hey, I heard this one thing on this podcast, or I saw this one idea on a blog, and it's, 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 it's amazing. What if we start bidding on my competitor's name. I can name you about five or six competitors that get a lot of business. And I we do the exact same thing. We do the exact same thing and I want their clients. Very simply, Jason, good, thumbs up or thumbs down? Good idea, bad idea. Is, wow. it, that, is it that simple? Good, wow. I, yeah, I think it can be both. Um, <sighs> No, my, my approach is I, I just always tell them the pros and cons. And I, the, the point I always make to people is if you want to do it, it should be intentional. It shouldn't be this like yeah, okay. running okay. broad match okay. keywords yep. or phrase match. And we pick up a ton of other stuff and they mix in our search terms and we don't know that we're getting it. it that's my point is always if you're going to do it, do it in an intentional way with its own ad group or campaigns. I talked to this to this guy this week. And I did a quick audit with him live on the phone. And uh, the guy was, you know, very happy to have someone look at it. He's had a company work with him for a while. And Jason, I haven't heard <laughs> disappointment in a man's <laughs> voice like this in a long time. <laughs> uh, just just hurt, you know, just like, uh -oh. oh, my gosh. I pulled up his campaign and I, sh I showed him how to see what I was seeing. This guy had line after line after line of just competitors' names. He he was, uh, you know, he he did home services, worked in the home service industry, and just keywords or search terms. Search terms. It was broad okay. keywords, crap, broad keywords, and just competitor name, competitor name, competitor name, compet. Oh, and there's there will be a good one. You know, a service company. We're looking for a service company, and then competitor name, compet. And these weren't cheap clicks. 15, 20 bucks a click, stuff like that. And that's all he got, Jason, for months and months and months. I went way back and he was like, okay. You know, he, he's kind of, he just like punched him in the gut. He had to, he had to like get off the phone. Well, you like, didn't, you didn't do this. it to him. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. it was, I didn't do this to you. <laughs> I didn't do it, but he, you know, he's like, he's, he's like, don't need, shoot the messenger. Because, you know, he assumed for so long that Google ads is working. And mm. what if it isn't? So he needs to figure out like, 
well, are my competitor names working or are they not? And he didn't really have a good, you know, way to tell because they were calling him. But the question mm-hmm. is, were they converting to clients or was it just, mm-hmm. hey, is this so-and-so? No, this isn't so. Okay. All right. Bye. And then it's tracking as a conversion. I mean, it happens. And when it happens, if you, just like Jason said, if you are not intentional about it, if you're not doing it on purpose, it can just decimate your, your spend, just suck the life right out of it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like situations like that where I, I can't imagine doing that. Like where you're just running a Google ads campaign for years and years for someone oh, and not yeah. figuring out with them, like if this is what they want or, right. or not, or not, if they're surprised, even if they're just surprised. Yeah, that's what I don't like. Yeah. I, do, I want someone to know what I'm what doing. They're getting. There. I yeah. want someone to, exactly. I want to be on the same page. Yeah. So that's a, it's a bad spot. Have you heard back? No, he um he he said he had a he wanted to talk to another agency that uh, that uh, you know he he had scheduled two calls one with me and one with you know some scrub that probably not near as good as me so I'm sure I'll hear back I'm, I'm sure I hear back from him but uh, cool. all right so with that that's a good point to stop because we're going to talk about business we're going to talk about Google Ads business we're going to talk about questions we get from clients that uh, for you, those of you that don't have two bucks. You can't hear what we're going to say because this is private. This is nitty gritty. This is dirty. That's what we call it. The Dirty PPC Podcast. That's the name of our show. It's two bucks a month to get dirty with us. We'll see you there. <laughs>